Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen from Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Oh, pretty good. Chief Economist, um, I've been recent, reading recently a lot about Russia sliding into a recession. Is that something that hits your world, or is it too far away to hit your mouth? It hits my world in terms of geopolitical problems. I mean, when you when you think of Russia and recession, you think of Putin losing grip on his uh, control of the citizenship. So, you know, what does that mean for, you know, uh, the way things can happen? And it scares me because it could be a start for more military action or some other type of uh, non-economic response to get the people thinking outside of their own dismal situation and, you know, blame Western powers and, and blame others for what's going on. And that could have significant repercussions. With that said, let's jump back to the United States and take a look at some of the economic data out there today. Private sector hiring slows in the month of November. The private sector added workers at a slower pace last month. Um, One-time blip, or are we as good as we can get, and, and we'll try to maintain that until it gets better? I'm a pretty big opponent of the ADP report. So even though the ADP number came out as slower than what uh, you know what people expected, and came out slower than last month, the number basically is, is a a trailer, I should say. So the 208 number that we came out today follows more closely with the October payroll number than it will probably with the November payroll number. So I'm still looking for uh, significant growth in payrolls, even though the ADP shows slowdown. I, I wouldn't get too upset with that number. Okay. Thinking, looking at some of the economic data releases that are out there today, um, oh, and we get jobs reports on Friday. Um, forgot about that. Any commentary on what you're expecting with the, what you've seen with the private sector hiring playing out on Friday? Well, like I said, the ADP report, the, the way it's calculated, it's more of an estimate than an actual number. You know, it would right. be more useful if it was just what the ADP number said. So most economists that I talk to don't even use the ADP when they factor into their forecast for uh, for the jobs number that comes out on Friday. So... 
My estimate right now is at 260 for total payrolls, 250 for private, which is on the high side. Okay. What I've been looking at is the trends in initial claims. You know, we've had initial claims over the last few months, you know, below 300,000. Normally, levels around at this point would signal an employment sector that's at or near full employment. Now, I think it would be tough to argue that the economy is running at full employment. I mean, we were. I'm assuming that there's a substantial number of discouraged workers out there that have not returned to the uh, employment sector yet. So there should still be an ample supply of people looking for work. So what I see with this low initial claims number is that businesses want to expand. You know, they're stopping layoff activities. Growth is there, and we should see a good pop in, uh, in payroll gains. Okay. Now, what would you say the trend going into 2015 will be with jobs numbers? Do we get a little bit better? When do we hit the um, unemployment numbers that are not ideal, but the new norm, per se? Well, it's difficult to say what the new norm for the unemployment rate is. I mean, technically, full employment, according to the CBO, is like 5.5%. Uh, we're at 5.8 percent, and the way we've been trending, we've probably reached 5.5 percent, you know, in another two or three months. The question is, is that really 5.5 percent, or is that number biased because a slew of discouraged workers haven't returned to the labor sector yet? Now, remember, the way you calculate the unemployment level is just the number of unemployed for the people that are wanting to find work. So, if you're discouraged, if the recession, you know, lets you you know, made you leave the labor force for some reason, either you believe that there's no job available for you, so you stop looking uh, as well. Those people aren't counted as unemployed. So if we put those people back in the labor market, you know, we probably have an unemployment rate that's closer to 7% than, than 6%. And I have a feeling that as the economy expands in 2015, a lot of those discouraged workers will return to the labor force, which will temporarily boost unemployment rates. Now, that's not a bad thing. That's actually signaling a more healthy uh, employment environment than what we had before, but it masks what the employment rate is telling us. You know, it says that things are getting worse on a number standpoint as opposed to a uh, statistical and actual standpoint. I asked that question. It was kind of awkward about it, Jeff Rosen, Dr. Jeff Rosen, chiefconomistbriefing.com, because I remember last year at this time you were saying things along the lines of, Job growth will get better as the year goes on, kind of a back-in-loaded statistic. Um, so I was just throwing that out there to see if we can't find some you know, norms and truths to kind of work with going forward. Um, take a look at some of the other data out there. Fed's Fisher, Fed Reserve Vice Chairman Stanley Fisher, said yesterday that the timing of the first increase in interest rates remains dependent on broader economic data. What's the feeling at this point in time on interest rates? Because we're starting to get a lot of messages from the Fed, and I don't have the brain to parse them correctly. Well, that's the problem. And part of the problem is that the Fed has been trying to tell us they're data dependent. And we're going to trust them on that. We're going to, they're actually going to be data dependent. But the question is, what data are they looking at? You know, historically, you look at PC inflation and unemployment rate. But as I've said before, that unemployment rate seems to be biased by, you know, probably a full percentage point, at least by the number of discouraged workers that are not in the labor pool. 
So if we take that into account, you know, and inflation is trending lower and nowhere near their uh, their potential, it gives the Fed a lot of leeway for the first rate hike. Now, if we believe that the unemployment rate of today is real, this is the actual unemployment rate, there are no discouraged workers that are beyond normal or typical economic uh, trends, then, you know, these numbers would signal that a rate hike should begin almost immediately. So the question is, what's the real unemployment number? You know, if the real unemployment number is what I expect, and then I think Fisher is leaning in that direction at least a little bit, then you would have at least uh, you know, another half year or so before you would need to start raising based on Taylor rate uh, calculations. But until the Fed gives us a more definitive number on what labor slack is, what they're looking at, we don't know. And, and it's really difficult to tell because the Fed by themselves have released a few different labor indicators, and they're all over the map. You know, Kansas City has their own labor indicator. Atlanta uses a 12-step a spider-type graph, which is just a, a cool way of making graphs move up and down and side to side as opposed to really telling me much information. But, it, you know, it all boils down to the fact that the Fed doesn't have a definitive way of measuring unemployment and until we get a more definitive uh, understanding you know the fed speakers are going to be very uh you know open-ended they're going to say well, we're waiting for this we're waiting for that without really understanding what that is we recently saw from the imf a statement come out along the lines of lower oil prices will help global economies where are you with lower oil? Because from my perspective as a talk show guy, I see lower oil helping Walmart, Target, Costco, Dollar General, Americans with gasoline issues. But then I start to kind of lose it a little bit on where she's, she's saying, Christine Lagarde, that uh, it's going to help world economies because part of the reason oil's lower is there's not a lot of world economies working well right now. So it almost seems conflicting, but it's not. I just need your perspective on it. Well, historically, a $20 drop in crude oil prices would result in about a quarter percentage point of GDP growth. So, you know, the fact that we've seen prices drop from, you know, 100 to, you know, in, in the 60s or, or so in the 70s, you know, would add 0.3.4 percentage points to GDP growth historically. The problem now is that a lot of our current growth in uh, GDP is coming from the energy sector. And the energy sector in the U.S. can't function at a uh, oil price that's low. I mean, the, the cost of producing from our fracking industry is much higher. So you need to have higher oil prices in order for that to be sustainable. So you know, there, there is some concern that lower oil prices, while it would be a benefit for consumers, will actually be a detriment for economic growth in uh, the medium term because it prevents construction in the mining industry or production in the mining industry. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. In the, in the immediate term, for U.S. anyways, the drop in oil prices should act as a essentially a tax cut. You know, consumers have more in their wallets at this time, which should allow them to buy more goods you know, today, which will allow for real GDP growth to accelerate. Uh, but it's unknown how long that will last, you know, given the fact that oil prices are, are pretty volatile. Anything that you want to chime in with quickly as far as the economy goes? We've got about 30 seconds. 
Um, you know, Friday is payroll number. It's important. We also get our trade data on Friday. It'll be interesting to see how uh, you know the lower oil prices impact uh, our, our trade data. We've been seeing a tightening overall effect in the net trade deficit, and a lot of that Almost has been because of domestic uh, production of energy. So take a look gotcha. at that. Thank you so much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen. It's a really rainy day here. You can find him at briefing.com. It's briefing.com.